All right, guys, welcome back. We are jumping into week three, Beth, already. Three. It is yeah. week three. Well, not technically. We are actually recording this on a Thursday, trying to get you guys prepared for the weekend and next week of small groups, but we're excited. We hope that we've already heard back from a few of you, and I just want to let a couple of you know that who took the time to email uh, Beth and myself and just let you know that the second week of small group is going going well. And so that's just super encouraging to us. We appreciate it. We really, you have no idea how encouraging it is to hear from you. So thank yeah, you. Thank you for emailing us and letting us know. And a lot of you guys are just excited about the, as we jump into the new season, what I'm excited about is to see once again, just how God oftentimes orchestrates these groups and mm-hmm. how we bring a group of strangers together and the commonality of Christ comes out. And so already I know a lot of you guys have jumped into discussions and, and you're moving on. At the beginning of week three, we are going to start wanting to make a shift into the intersect. If you're last week, you're still doing some get-to-know-you stuff, that's okay. Uh, we're fine with that. But now we're going to make that shift into more of a grow night as we've spent a couple of weeks gathering mm-hmm. and make that. But before we get to the intersect and talk about uh, my sermon this weekend and stuff and how we're going to do with that, we have a few announcements to make. We that- do have some awesome announcements and we'd like you guys to make them. And the lesson here is don't be like me because I went last week. You didn't do announcements? Yeah, no. I, like, I went through the entire night. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we should have probably done that. So this is giving you all permission that it's okay. But we would love for you and for me. That's why every group needs to have someone strong with administration skills. Yes, yes. So anyway, first thing I would like to say is it's not necessarily an announcement, but it's an awareness thing for us as small group leaders is that right now uh, across the entire summer and even a little bit into the fall, and we'll see how long we do this, mm-hmm. but we've been kind of experimenting with some things out there in the vines. And so we've been having live teaching in the vines. The reason why I want you guys to know this is while we are all teaching on the same subject, this, you know, this past week in Bob Adato was speaking out in the vines and I was teaching here in Temecula. We were on the same passage, but our sermons were different. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you have people inside your small groups that attend the vines and you have people in your small groups that attend some the campus, we just need to acknowledge that thought. And I think it's good to hear a little bit, hey, what'd you like on that sermon? What'd you like on this sermon? Not to compare the sermons, but to grab some truth that came out of both sides. Both sides yes. Yeah. And so I just want to make you aware of that. So if you do have people, many of us won't have anybody that attends the vines or we won't have anybody that attends Temecula. We'll have all one or the other. Yeah. To, to make a nod to it, acknowledge yep. it. You know, especially if their points are different in the first question. Which they are. Yes. Most weeks they will be. So, But into the announcements. Sorry. Here we go. So a few things we want to line up is, first of all, uh, we have this you know weekend. You guys have already just gone through it. It's the big speak event, right? Yes. We haven't got there yet because we're recording this before the speak event happened. But you guys have gone through it. So we would love for you to talk about that in your small group. And celebrate it. Amen. Celebrate amen. The, the things that God has revealed to them. The ability for those of that had the time to do or made the effort to do 15 minutes of prayer with God, if that's something that worked for them, that they would continue to do it. Yeah, it doesn't it have to end just because of 15, 15 days. Of, yeah. yeah. You know, and then celebrate. Like, ask around. What are some of the things that God spoke to you? How was that for you? Really, really encourage. Really, really celebrate it. Make it. It's a big thing. Yeah. Crosspoint's been here for 15 years. And our hope is that it doesn't just end with what we did on Sunday, but rather this will end. This will continue to grow and not end. And continue, not end. And yes. continue to allow God to speak into our, our, our church. Um, along with that, we also want to make sure that you guys are checking the loop and seeing what else is coming up. One thing that we have talked about and we're going to continue to talk about is, is we have a men's retreat coming up. Woohoo! 
Uh, men's retreat is going to happen the first weekend in November. The first weekend in November, and their sign-ups are going to be starting very, very soon. I know, Beth, your guys started talking about men's retreat last week in small group. And it was cool. It was cool for them to say, like, hey, we should all do this together. Yeah. This is a great opportunity to bring in men that are on the fringe in your group of inviting them into this uh, retreat with you, yeah. drive up together. Do manly things. We're going to Palomar, uh, the Palomar Conference Center up there on Mount Palomar, so it's not far away. Uh, it's gonna be. It's a great place. Have a lot of great activities. And it's a new spot for us. Alex and his team have been working really hard on this retreat, and we really want to encourage you guys Horseback to go check riding, it out. Riding, shooting guns, ziplining. You can bring you your can, own guns. You can shoot shoot guns and take naps, guys. That's all we need to know <laughs> right there. So make, make sure you talk to that about uh, Men's Retreat. Also, one last uh, thing of business is uh, with week three, we would love for you guys to have had the discussion about the commitment form and asked your group to sign it um, and, and to commit to this process as we go into this new small group season. But with that being said, uh, let's jump into Before this. Before we jump into things, um, one of the things that might help you guys as Whatever, well. Beth. <laughs> is, I know. We talked about it. He just forgot. That's uh, okay. Yeah. Um, is the Go Nights. So start talking about what are some of the things that you guys want to do, what are some interests, some things that God's laid on their hearts of the people in your small groups of things that they might be interested in. And then if you need ideas, we have Or here they're everywhere booklet, yeah. Yes, we have a booklet for you mm-hmm. that is full, I mean, pages full of ideas and opportunities to serve for your go nights. Yeah. So if you can't come up with anything, but if there's something that is passionate Inside your group too. I mean, that's gonna you'll thrive. And like we like we talked that. about last year, like we talked about at the kickoff dinner, we would love for every single group to have two different go opportunities. And so that means that we would want one to be here in the fall and one to be in the spring or the winter. Mm-hmm. And so to go ahead and plan those up, I know my group is talking about doing something in November with Vivian's Hope. And so doing that, um, but whatever your group wants to do, just let us know too. Also share with what you guys are doing for the Go Go events. That being said, uh, we continue with our Discover and Follow series, <clears throat> looking at, at a story of a father's faith, a really a story of how a dad came in desperate need and asking Jesus to help him. And really kind of the crux of what we talked about this weekend is by looking at a father's faith or a father's belief, I, I kind of asked us to examine our own faith or our own belief and what does belief really mean and how do we really work those things out? I think in this Discover and Follow series, we're going to see this is a theme that we're going through as we are talking about what it means to really put our faith in, to have that first step of belief and what does it mean to walk that belief out as we discover and follow Jesus. I know last week uh, the discussions were really good as we looked at the tipping points of our faith. I feel like this this talk is going to be a great kind of next step mm-hmm. in that process with your small group. Um, so as we kind of jump into this, making sure that we're, we're talking about this discovering following, it's also a great time to talk about testimonies and mm-hmm. just on that, that tipping point was a little bit of testimony giving last week, continuing that process as we go this week. But as we jump into those questions, you'll see that because we do have two different sermons, one out the vines and one here at Temecula campus, we centered all the questions on this idea of faith or belief. Um, and we think that they're going to, they're going to create some great kind of conversation for you in that. So the first question, you know, is always the same kind of, kind of pulling out the highlights. But what I loved when I asked this question, we would say, look back across your notes, 
So again, we're not hopefully seeing just an opinion of what they heard or what they think they heard because now they're a few days removed from the message, but asking what, what was the things that they wrote down? What are the things that they highlighted? And I always like, what, what, what grabbed your attention or caused you caused some confusion? And there's great follow-up questions in there because that gives you a little bit of insight. I noticed in our group that um, people will write down different or they will share different things that stood out to them. And a lot of that is because that's where it's hitting them where they are. Yep. And so then a great follow-up question is, is why did that stand out to yeah, you? Yeah, great. You know, and so this isn't a throwaway question. This isn't a, you know, a junk question of just like, oh, let's get started. What stood out to you? This is powerful. This is going to give you good insight and clarity onto what is going on in their life for that to be the thing that stood out to them. That's great. And so then after we move through that whole kind of what stood out to you question, we're going to go back into looking at the father's struggle of belief and then asking the question, what has maybe caused you to struggle or what has caused you to, to kind of doubt in your life of faith with, with Jesus? And so this is not that t- tipping point question, but really we're acknowledging that doubt. <laughs> yes, we are all, we've all been, or we all are. And oftentimes at this place, just like, uh, the father was when he comes, man, mm-hmm. I believe, but help me in my unbelief. So where are those places of unbelief? And can we be open and honest about that? The fact of the matter is, is that, that doubt is not, you know, against faith, but that or doubt is probably, probably is a part of the process of faith and putting our trust and faith in Jesus. So where, where being, are those areas? Being mindful in this, that you're going to have some people that just, their, their faith is beautiful. And they've mm-hmm. never really had a lot of those struggles. Gifts of faith, yeah. You know, and so when they see that other people have struggled, or you might be one of them, we're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, that this is a no condemnation. Like, we're not going to make people feel bad when they share their doubts and yeah. their struggles. This is what this group is for. And so being really mindful of how you share, if you're sharing or someone sharing is, is like, what? I've never doubted. Yeah. I have the gift of faith. I've always believed. It's always beautiful. Celebrate that. But then also know that that's, that's rare. Mm-hmm. And then I think that what we did is I try to make this question a two-part because then we go down and we kind of reference not the story of the father and the son, but rather the story of doubting Thomas after the resurrection of Jesus in this place where he was in a place of doubt, but God met him in his doubt and allowed him to see or allowed him to believe. And so what are those, what are those things where God has revealed himself to us? One of the questions that I'm asking my small group all the time this semester is, is how are you encountering God? And so in what ways has God revealed himself to you that encouraged or built your faith? Mm-hmm, that's um, good. And so Thomas is not the only one that's had an encounter with God. We should all be encountering God. We should all be encountering Jesus on a regular basis. And that should ignite and build our faith. Um, and then looking through the passages this week, this, this week, I really try to just find some passages that help us get a better understanding, a better grips on what it means to believe. And that's why you see these passages that I did. I, I have the entire chapter of Hebrews 11 in there. It's a little bit longer, but I believe we can do it. How do you say we tackle that in group, Tim? How do we tackle that in group? My hopes is, is they've read it before they get to group. And so if they haven't, this is a great time for us to have a discussion about homework and coming prepared and being <laughs> ready to have a discussion. It's the hall of faith. And so if you have, uh, you know, friends in your group that have been in Christmas for a long time, they should really know this passage and maybe yes. been through it once or twice. Um, but I, what I would suggest is if you do want to take the time just to read the whole passage, you can. Why don't you pick out one or two characters inside the hall of faith, inside these great men and women Mm -hmm. that are inside this thing, inside this faith of what it means to believe and not just read what 
the passage has to say, but these passages are referring to oftentimes a lot of stuff that's happened in the Old Testament. It teaches us a lot more. We can go back there if you want. You can fish through that. Or you can just talk about the characters of belief that are represented in the people in the Hall of Faith. That's good. That's, that's, how good. I would, that's how I attack it. I think the James passage also refers to like Abraham and Rahab. So you have some reoccurring characters that come into us. And that's a real fun passage for week three, Tim, as well. <laughs> well, I'm saying is when we talk about belief, we have to recognize what we, what I talked about inside the Temecula campus. And the fact of the matter is, is belief is not having total certainty in who Jesus is, but rather having total surrender because of who Jesus is. And so this idea is an action and not just a thought. Cause man, the demons, they believe mm-hmm. that's the passage in James says it right here. The mm-hmm. demons, they know who Jesus is, but yet they refuse to surrender to him. So that's the belief that we're looking for. That's the belief that, that God desires for us to have. And then lastly, we're just asking how our belief is always put upon display when we obey or pray. And, and so how is the belief in Jesus Christ changing, right? as we live and discover and follow him more. So in what ways are we growing in obedience and what ways are we growing in dependence? And that's really what I'm looking for in prayer. Prayer is a dependence upon him. Mm-hmm. When Jesus looked at his disciples that day and he said, they asked, well, why can't we get this? Why can't we call this one out? He says, because this one only comes out in prayer. This one only comes out in dependence. You don't have to come to me. And so some of us, we need to grow in obedience and some of us, we need to grow in dependence and that's their prayer. And so those two different areas, my suggestion to you as a leader is this is week number three. You can set the tone for your small group yes. in week three by stepping out in vulnerability and honesty. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ. We all have room to grow because none of us have arrived yet. Beth, you asked me earlier, where do you need to grow in obedience? And I said, patience with my kids. That's where I'm struggling right now. You want to know the real gritty of the James household is, man, I'm, tr- I want, I'm trying to love my kids as Christ has loved me and I'm failing. So I need to grow in obedience and how I do that. And that's what I want to share with my group this week because that's the real stuff that happens, that we can all become more and more like him in our daily lives. I encourage you guys to, to, to reach out in vulnerability, reach out in honesty, and that you would lead your group well in that. Praying you guys have a great week. Praying that week three t- treats you well. And, and, and not, nothing like Tim to leave that over at you guys as you go. But just um, appreciate your honesty and vulnerability in that. And for you guys to know that these small groups are a safe place, but they will be as vulnerable as you are. And so to not be afraid. Yeah. Create the safe place to belong. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you. you.